Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Welcome to the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show, a real estate investment program. Listen and learn how to use real estate to build wealth and passive income streams for you and your family. We bring you experts every day to discuss and answer your questions on everything from single-family homes all the way up to 600-plus unit apartment complexes. And now, the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show. Good morning and welcome to the show. This is Andy Webb with Lifestyles Unlimited. And as always, we're working on your financial freedom. So I'm going to get straight to the topic today. I want to talk about exit strategy, exit strategy. And I'm going to take this from three, three different perspectives. Number one, and this might be an interesting one for you, especially if you are already a rental owner, maybe you own some single family houses or a small multifamily, maybe you're an investor in apartments and it's the, the perspective of your residents. Do they, do they have an exit strategy? When they move in, are they are they already planning their exit? Is there anything to think about here? I've got a concrete example and something you want to apply when you put together your leases. Very, very, very important to help you with in, in, in one concrete case in particular, make things a little bit easier. So that's with your residents. Do they have an exit strategy? And if you are a rental owner, number two, what is your exit strategy? Do you have one? <laughs> you know, I talk to a lot of people that don't really... Uh, appear to have any when they get into these maybe that first deal uh, maybe they're type a personalities fire ready aim let's think about the numbers now let's figure out what we're doing we've got the property <laughs> a little bit in in reverse so i want to talk about potential exit strategies and then i want to address a question whether you may be doing something that's going to hurt your ability to then successfully exercise that exit strategy that you've planned on some people are out there doing some things right now that's going to make it harder for them to exit, at least in a successful manner. So let's talk about that, number two. And then number three, bigger picture. You're working. You're in that day-to-day. -day, you're, you're struggling to get by. You don't like your job. If you're like my wife, she hated her job. Do you have an exit strategy for getting out of that J-O-B? That's the bigger picture topic, of course. And, 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 and in fact, let's start with that last one, and then let's work our way backwards today. Now, if you have any questions on today's topic or anything else related to real estate, give me a holler here in the studio. It's 855-497-4335. Again, 855-497-4335. Or send me an email to askandy 
at luinc.com. I do have that open here in front of me right now. So let's let's talk about that J-O-B. What is your exit strategy? Do you have one? Maybe you're so focused on the next ladder, the next rung on that ladder, climbing higher, climbing higher. You're not even thinking about getting out of there. But a lot of people are. They think about it all the time. And maybe that's you. That, that was my wife. Hating the job. Just miserable. Stressed out constantly. In tears at the end of the day sometimes. How, how do I get out of here? Now, common options for the broader public, of course, well, retirement. <laughs> I'm just going to wait it out. Retire at age, what is it now, 66 or 67. They keep moving that goal line on us. If you were born after 1938 and before 1960, they set that now, I think it's 66 years and, and two months. And, it, and it's gradually increasing if you were born after 1960. Well, now it's 67. And I was looking across the globe at retirement ages. We're, we're at the higher end of that spectrum uh, for an economy that, that generally leads the world. I, I question that, of course. And, and I also wonder with the events we've seen lately around taxes, the, the amount of money we're paying out, what's going to happen in the future. We know that the, the Social Security, um, is, it's, it's, it's expected to, to hit its insolvency point in, 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 in 2035. So that's coming very, very quickly. What happens then? What are they going to do? What is my point? Are they going to take that even higher? I wouldn't be surprised. So retirement is one option to get out of that J-O-B. Just sit around and wait. <laughs> Not an ideal case. Another option, you don't like what you're doing, get another J-O-B. Now, that doesn't really solve the problem. That just moves you from, from one situation into another, hopefully a better one. Um, may, maybe you find a sugar daddy or sugar mama that gets you out of that, that J-O-B. Well, what do we do at Lifestyles Unlimited? We, we take an entirely different path. We, we achieve our financial freedom, right? We're working today on your financial freedom, as I said at the, the opening of the show. And we achieve that financial freedom by attaining passive income, by creating passive income, by, by obtaining and, and, and building a portfolio of income-producing rental properties. And that could be single-family houses, that could be small multifamily, that could be a duplex, triplex, quad, that could be as a passive investor in multifamily. You could be the lead investor taking down a big apartment complex with other, with other folks, or you could be doing that by yourself as a, what we call an, an IRO, an independent rental owner, common acronym uh, in the business, in fact. Uh, but but there are many paths to get you there. But the goal, what we are seeking as members at Lifestyles Unlimited, what we're targeting is that that passive income. And we want to build up enough of that passive income to where we have met or, or exceeded our monthly expenses. At that point, I no longer am reliant on that J-O-B to pay for my monthly bills, to pay for my mortgage, to pay for my, my child's daycare, to pay the utility bills. To, to pay for that vacation now that we're slowly eking back into to travel domestically anyhow right we've we've met those those monthly expenses maybe we've exceeded those or even better we've met that income we've we, we've created enough passive income that meets or exceeds the income that we get from that earned income from that job from that w-2 at that point we're financially free financial freedom right there means choices for you you, you can choose a lot of people love what they're doing no, there's nothing wrong with working if you like what you're doing. If you don't like what you're doing, though, uh, life's too short to just sit there in that role that you hate. <laughs> you got to do something else. And this is exactly what we encountered with my wife. We said, you know, this it's just not worth it. You're making good good cash, but we've we've built up the single family portfolio. We've exceeded your income. Get the heck out of there. And that's what you need to do as well: is build up that 
that passive income and that lifestyle is limited you and we, we we talk about how quickly that can happen you can retire in five years or less for her it was three years a little under three years now why you might be thinking to yourself okay passive income you know i've been putting, putting all my money away into the 401k into the into the stock market into my ira why real estate why does it make such a a, a great investment vehicle to attain that financial freedom to get me out of that job why is that your exit strategy at Lifestyles Unlimited. Well, real estate is a very, very powerful tool to create wealth, to create cash flow. In fact, we make money a lot of different ways. And you've probably heard this on some of the commercials. You may have heard us talk about this before. When we come back, we're going to hit that very briefly. I want to make sure you understand that because the power there is what retires so many members at Lifestyles Unlimited. And then we're going to shift gears, and I want to talk to the rental owners, whether you are one now or, or seeking to be one. What is your exit strategy? Do you have one? Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Austin's Talk 1370. We're back with the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show. We're here to answer your questions and help you become financially free. Welcome back to the show. I'm your host, Andy Webb, and on today's show, we are talking about exit strategies. You've become a rental owner. You've, you've picked up that single-family house. You've fixed it up. You've got it rented. Now what? What is your, what is your strategy longer term or even midterm? And you've put a resident in there. Do they, do they have a strategy? What's going on in the back of their head? And when they decide to exit, how are you going to handle that? There, there, there's some pretty clear-cut cases, but, but there are occasions where maybe the water's just a little bit muddier, and we'll, we'll talk about how to best handle that situation later later in the show. And in fact, I've, I've encountered that just recently, which brings that to mind for me as well, of course. And, 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 and more recently, we've been talking about exit strategy as it relates to your job, your J-O-B. We want to get you out of there. That, that is our goal at Lifestyles Unlimited is to help you become real estate re retired, help you pick up that passive income, build up that portfolio of passive income from cash flowing residential rental property so that you can retire 
at least you have the choice if you want to do that. You've achieved your financial freedom. Now, if you have questions today, let me throw the number out there real quick for you. It's 855-497-4335 or send me an email to askandy at com. And the reason we choose real estate at Lifestyles Unlimited as our exit strategy to get out of that job is because it is so powerful. Think about that 401k. It's, it's built to keep you in that job until you reach that ripe old retirement age of fill in the blank. Depends on when you were born, 66, 67. I can't, with the exception of the past year and the CARES Act where they gave, they, they gave us a little bit of a, a nod to pull some funds out, I can't pull my money out without paying a 10% penalty once I've put it into that 401k and some other retirement accounts as well. So the, the whole system is built around keeping me in place until that ripe old age. So I can't rely on that money until later. It's out of my control. You know, there are other investment vehicles people will talk about, especially with inflation coming down the pike, you'll hear about gold. Well, gold, you buy it, you sit sit on it. You know, it doesn't, it doesn't do anything for you. It looks pretty, it's shiny. It's not throwing off cash flow. So why do we, why do we like real estate? Well, we make money many different ways. Cash flow being probably one of the more important ones for us. And if I think about investors that are investing in single family properties or multifamily, both of those cash flow. Now, if you're buying on the coasts, you may find deals that don't cash flow. If you're buying in a high priced market where rents have not quite caught up, maybe in uh, Northeast where rents have actually gone down, uh, there may not be no cash flow at all. And one of Del Walmsley, he's the, the founder of Lifestyles Unlimited, one of his rules to investing is the deal has to cash flow. So we find deals that cash flow. If I think about single family here in Texas, we're talking on average anywhere from maybe 400 or so um, per month net into my pocket per house. Build up 10 of those, you've easily built $4,000 in passive income. Cash flow, very, very important. Equity capture. Now, the way we buy, another rule of investing that Dell will tell you is don't lose money. And one way that we don't lose money is by buying right and buying low. And in and, 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 and that process of, of getting a good deal, basically a discount on a property that is distressed in some way, we're capturing equity throughout the process or at the start of the process. And again, here, this applies to both single family and multifamily. Classic example, maybe I pay 120 for a house, put 20 into the renovations that were all in at 140 plus some closing costs, and it may value at 200 when I'm done. That, that, that difference, that differential there is that equity that I've caught, captured as part of that, that process. That's buffer, and that's something I can cash out later. And then, of course, once we get our process rolling, we've put a, a renter into place. They're paying that mortgage for us every month. That's equity buildup. That's not insignificant. I look back at my portfolio, and, and I'm, my return on just the equity that I'm building up by way of that mortgage paydown is anywhere from 8 to 10% on any given house. And again, this applies for houses as well as multifamily as well, because we're not going in as all cash buyers. We, we're using leverage so that we can go farther. And we're building up equity, like I said, as that mortgage is paid down. Now we're also building up equity, as we've seen over the past decade, through simple appreciation. This is just naturally occurring appreciation that is part of the market, and that applies to both single family and multifamily as well. But here's the clincher. This does not apply to single family. If you get into apartments, you have something to your advantage called forced appreciation, whereby you go in and you change something about the property that changes that net cash flow, that cash flow that's hitting the bottom line. And because apartments are a business, they're, they're valued based on their cash flow, unlike single family houses that are valued based on sales in that neighborhood. Well, I don't have any control over what my neighbors are doing when they choose to list their price. If they're in a hurry for some reason, divorce, whatever, they may cut the price and that's gonna influence my, my value. 
apartments by, by, by the same token are valued on their cash flow. And I can go in there and I can take the revenues up through catching up the rent. Mom and pop, they've, they've owned that small apartment complex for, for decades. They didn't have an exit strategy, did they? <laughs> they just sat on it. It didn't really take the rents up because they liked their residents and didn't want to hurt their feelings and didn't want to chase them out. So you go in, you take over, and you do take the rents up. You, you bring that thing from the 1960s into the modern day, improve it, maybe add some water conservation programs, do other things to, to, to save on the expense side as well, and you drive your net cash flow up. And that is the, the driver of the valuation of your property. You have just forced appreciation through your application of some of the strategies that we talk about here at Lifestyles Unlimited. And finally, of course, tax advantages. I could go on at length. We, we, we have low to no taxes, pay low to no taxes on our, on our cash flow if you're doing it right. And of course, when we go to sell that asset, this ties into our exit strategy. We, we have certain tools at our disposal that we can use to defer those taxes, at least for a period of time. So on that note, if you're looking for an exit strategy to get out of that J-O-B, to get out of that job, you've got to start building passive income. You've got to replace your earned income from that job. You've got to meet and exceed your, your monthly expenses. And that happens when you build up a portfolio of fill in the blank. However many houses it takes at 400 a pop in net cash flow to get you to where you meet those expenses. Is it, is it, is it eight? Is it 10? Is it 15? It's a lot easier than you might think. Or maybe it's getting into passive deals as a passive investor in apartments, sitting back, enjoying that mailbox money, or even taking the lead, taking down those apartments, syndicating that deal. You're the boss then. But what is your exit strategy? You're going to wait till you're 67 or you're going to take some action now? to start to build that, that lifestyle. When we're talking about exit strategy, if you're not sure how to get started with real estate, well, you need an entrance. We'll call it an entrance strategy here. Um, if you want to learn more about Lifestyles Unlimited, what I would really encourage you to do, check out our website, number one, lifestylesunlimited.com. Um, but more importantly, and how, how I got involved uh, nine plus years ago was going to the free workshop. At the time, of course, pre-pandemic, live in person. We're now doing those online. I was just checking the schedule. We've got a couple coming up in the final week of May over the lunch hour. So if you're sitting at your if your desk jockey sitting at your job from noon to 1:30 central time, great time to join and attend our free workshop. Go to freeworkshoplivestream.com and consider that part of your entrance strategy to get into real estate investing if you haven't already. A great way to go. Now, if you are already a rental owner, thinking about that mom and pop apartment complex, been sitting on it for decades, not not fine-tuning the rent, not really doing much to it, don't have an exit strategy. What about you? Do you have an exit strategy? Let's talk about some common, common strategies in, in real estate when it comes to that exit. And, and I, it, one way to think about this is on, on a time scale. So very, very short hold period. You buy it, you hold it just long enough to fix it up and you sell it. Now that's not the rental owner, that's fixing and flipping. Now the disadvantage here, of course, is that that is essentially another job. <laughs> you know, you're taxed at earned income rates by the IRS. And if that is the basis for your income, you can't relax. You cannot stop. Talk 1370, the right choice. Welcome back to the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show. Now let's get back to your map to financial freedom. Welcome back to the show. This is Andy Webb. 
And today on the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show, we are talking about exit strategies. You've taken down that asset, that that single family house, those apartments. What's your plan to then dispose of, to get out of that asset? Do you have one? Apartment investors tend to be a little more, I don't know, sophisticated, let's say, um, and should have one. Now, not not all of them do. I've I've met with and and, and talked with uh, mom and pop owners that just kind of be seem to be sitting on these things. <laughs> they don't have a strategy at all, and maybe that is the strategy. I'm going to get in and I'm going to buy and hold forever. Okay, we'll talk about that. If you have any questions today, the number here is eight five five four nine seven four three three five, or send me an email to askandy at l-u-i-n-c dot com. And, and from an exit strategy perspective, I, I think that time scale plays into a degree, right? You've got the, the very short, short hold. I, I wouldn't even call it a hold. That's, that's the fix and flippers. They're holding that long enough to get in there and sell the darn thing. It's not really investing at all. It's, it's, go, it's, it's trading. In fact, if you do enough of those fix and flips, that is how you, you are viewed in the eyes of the IRS, if you're not careful, is as a trader. That changes a little bit of your handling in their, in their views in their eyes, but, but they're holding for a very short period of time, enough to fix it up and get it sold. The, the disadvantage here is that it is essentially a job. You are taxed at earned income rates. And if this is your sole basis for income, you have to keep churning. You, you can't stop and take a break. If I take down enough single family houses as rentals, well, I can take a break. Start bumping around the country in that RV, just having a good old time. Don't have to be here on site taking down those properties and, and getting the, the repairs done and managing that process and so on. Now, on the extreme other end, like we said, that's that that mom and pop perhaps buy and hold forever. <laughs> the disadvantage here, among other things, is that stuff, well, simply put, it, it starts to break after a period of time. You have more CapEx that you're going to have to deal with. Um, you, may be, you may become complacent. We see that a lot with the, the, the mom and pops out there that are not running this this as a business is that they're not taking their rents up. They're not capturing as much cash flow as they could. They're becoming very comfortable. And, and that, that is the good is the enemy of the great. And you see that a lot in this in this area. Now, somewhere in the middle, we've got that buy and hold for a handful of years and then dispose of the the asset. And and I'll tell you, as it, this is something you may not think about, but a, but a very big luxury for, for us as buy and hold investors in this sphere is that we can move that timeline a bit. Yeah, sure, I have my, my business plan. I go in thinking three years or maybe five years. But if I need to move my timeline a bit to meet the market, for example, if the market tanks like we saw in 2008, well, you just continue to hold. If you don't like the current tax rates that are in place or that may be in place soon with the current administration, just hold couple more years till the house changes hands or four years after that, two years after that, uh, maybe the administration on Capitol or in the White House changes. Um, but you can hold. You do have that that flexibility there. Now, you have to buy right. You have to run your business right. You need to be invested right. You should have some reserves as well set aside, but you can hold through whatever comes or you can accelerate. You know, there are deals I'm seeing now coming across my desk with with huge, huge amounts of equity. I may not want to hold those too long. I may want to cash that out sooner. So figure out your exit strategy and understand when you plan to hold for three to five years, you do have some flexibility. In fact, we see that a lot with the multifamily lead investors at Lifestyles Limited when I attend the case studies very, very commonly. The plan the plan was to get to this level of NOI, net operating income, this, this level of cash flow that drives up the value of the business, so achieve a certain value. 
in five years, four years, something like that. We've done it in two. Well, let's go ahead and exit. That's an option. We've, we've met that certain criteria that tells us it's okay, it's time. So you can sell, collect those winnings, and get into the next, the next deal. And, and let's talk about that. So when it does come time to exit, so maybe you're on the, the, the middle of that timeline. Let's focus on that three to five years. Well, what can you do? You, you can sell, just outright sell, take that tax hit, collect your winnings, move on. Even better, we, we talked about the, the ways we make money as real estate investors with our, with our rental properties. One of those is the tax advantages. And in the tax code, we have what's called a 1031 exchange, which allows us to defer the taxes on the sale of that property on the capital gains. So you can sell, do that 1031 exchange. Now you have to roll that into a like-kind property. Now that doesn't mean single family into single family. You can take it from single family into multi, multi into single real estate, essentially income producing real estate. But you can take that capital gain and roll it into the next set of properties. And that's how it tends to happen. You sell one house, now you get two. You sell two houses, now you get three or four. You defer those taxes, you have more capital to work with to take down those deals. And you continue to roll that forward. But you're getting out of that asset in some period of time, let's say three, three to five. And of course, in the middle there somewhere, while you are holding, maybe you want to do that five-end timeline, See this in apartments a lot as well. You may want to do a cash out refinance, re-leverage, reset that note, or maybe you've brought that asset up to where it's, where it's functioning again. Maybe it was not, not in a good place. Maybe you had to get a bridge loan, construction loan, especially in multifamily, to get it where it needed to be, operational again, occupied. Well, now you do that cash out refinance, re-leverage, reset the note, you're going to, among other things, I see this in single family as well. We tend, some owners sit on those houses for far too long. If you ever take a look at your cash for the year as a measure against your equity in that property, it's going to get lower. That return on equity is going to get lower and lower and lower. When you re-leverage, you're pulling and cash out. You're pulling some of that cash out of the deal. Your return on equity is going to improve. And here's an interesting one as well. If you measure cash on cash return like I do, you're now in an infinite return. When you do that cash out, you're pulling all that money out that you maybe originally had in the deal if you haven't already gotten it out by way of the cash flow, which commonly happens as well. I now have no money in the deal, but I'm cash flowing. That is an infinite return. Now, how do we measure cash on cash return if you're wondering? So I'm gonna look at my cash flow for the year, my net to my pocket. If I'm averaging $400 a month, that's 4,800 for the year. I'm gonna divide that by my cash into the deal when I bought it, when I rehabbed it refinance that whole process. That's going to give me my cash on cash return. Well, when I reset that loan and pull out 40, 50, 60 K, not only do I not have money in the property, I've got more money at my disposal than I had when I initially took down that project. So that might happen in the middle, in the middle before we get to that exit. Now, one last idea when we're talking about exit strategy is your target? Who is your your pool of potential buyers? If 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 are you gonna are you planning to sell to an owner occupant? If you are taking down apartments, that that's gonna limit your pool. You're gonna be selling to other investor uh, excuse me other investors. Houses? Well, you've got more options. You can sell to owner occupants. You can sell to your resident. In fact, I've heard about that happening. You can sell to other investors. You have a bigger pool. So the property type, the 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 asset class is gonna dictate this part of your, your, your exit strategy to a degree. Again, houses will have a bigger pool of buyers, but houses are also valued on the market. So big difference to apartments that are valued on, on the cash flow. So duplexes, tries, quads, you're going to tend to sell. They're valued like 
houses, you're going to tend to sell to investors as well, limited pool, and of course, apartments as well. So what does the, the lifestyles unlimited model for exit strategy look like? Well, let's say we're starting with single family. Maybe we, maybe we don't have the capital to get into a, a apartments, do our own apartment deal. So we're going to build up our capital first. So we're going to start with single family. We're going to buy one house, plan to hold it for three to five years, buy another house, three to five years, and so on. Why three to five years? Well, we're going to capture that equity up front. We're going to build a little bit more through appreciation in that time, as well as the equity buildup as our residents pay down the mortgage. And we're going to enjoy that cash flow because it has to cash flow. And we're going to enjoy it with little to no maintenance because we followed the model, best product, best price. We fixed up everything that could break in that first three to five years. And then we're going to dispose of that asset. We're going to exit before things might start to break down again. If you go in planning to hold forever, you need to plan on CapEx. You need to plan on replacement of appliances and other things because things will break. Remember, Dell's rules to investing. We talked about two already. It has to cash flow and don't lose money. Number three, Dell's third rule to investing. You can't get rich slow. This applies here. You got to sell. Tap into that equity so that you can then create more wealth and build even more cash flow. That snowball is going to get bigger and start turning faster and start turning faster. And you'll start to see that wealth building. So stick around. We're Talk 13-7, the right choice. Listening to the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show will change your life. We will teach you how to create wealth and passive income so you can be financially free. And now, back to your host. Welcome back to the show. I'm your host, Andy Webb, and on today's show, we are talking exit strategies. What is your plan when you get into that rental house or those apartments? What is your plan down the road? Do you have a plan? Do you plan to dispose of that? Do you plan to hold forever? And in the process of that plan, are you doing anything to hurt yourself? I want to get to that now. I want to give you the, the email if you have any questions for me. It's askandy at luinc.com. And I did actually have an email earlier uh, from a listener asking about or mentioning House Bill, bear with me here, House Bill 2311. This came up actually on last week's show as well uh, from another listener. This is a bill that is in the, the Texas legislature right now. And it seeks to address the, the, the increase in property tax valuations. If, if you own your own property or if you own any rental homes, a business, apartments, whatever it may be, you, you know the values are up tremendously. And this bill, House Bill 2311, seeks to cap the increase in value for homesteaded properties, meaning your owner, you're the owner-occupant, you, you reside in the house. Right now, that's capped at 10%. They can't increase the value more than 10% per year if you're homesteaded, if you have that exemption. Uh, this bill seeks to reduce that to a, a maximum of 5% per year. But even better for rental owners out there for single family, I don't believe this applies to apartments, but for single anything considered single family, and they define that in the bill, um, they, they, wanna see, they, wanna, they wanna cap that increase to 10%. That is good news for you and for me. If, if you've experienced those extreme <laughs> increases, I saw one go up 100%. Earlier this year, now I protested it, got it massively reduced, said, hey, guys, this is ridiculous. You should be out there protesting as well. Um, but this this bill will seek to to remedy that. That is House Bill 2311. Let your let your Texas legislator know 
what you think about this and that you want this to go through. This would really help us protect our cash flow, and this would be beneficial to our residents as well. If you don't take my taxes up as much, I don't have to pass that through in my rent. So again, that's House Bill 2311 to the listener. Thank you for bringing that up. And in a couple of weeks, I'm going to have another guest on to talk about protesting taxes, because by now you should have filed that protest uh, just to get on the books. And the, the appraisal review board hearings cannot be more than or, or, or shorter than two weeks out from when you file that. So those will start to be getting scheduled soon. If you're like me, you waited the last minute, filed them all at once. So I haven't seen anything just yet on those properties. But uh, we'll have a guest on. I don't know if it'll be at the 9 a.m. hour or noon. We're, we're working that out. But we'll talk about strategies when you go in front of the ARB. How, how do you handle that? So we'll, we'll get to that here in a couple of a couple of weeks. Now, today we're talking about exit strategies. And just a reminder, I mentioned this on an earlier segment. If, if you have not be- begun investing in, in rental real estate, what is your entrance strategy? How do you get started? Well, two things. You can go to lifestylesunlimited.com to learn more or go to freeworkshoplivestream.com and you can register for the free workshop and do that from the comfort of your home. In fact, there are a couple coming up next week over the lunch hour. I can think of nothing better if your exit strategy to get out of your job is to start building passive income from rental properties, but you haven't started yet. Attending our free workshop is the place to go. Again, freeworkshoplivestream.com. Now, we were talking about exit strategies for rental owners in the last segment, and I defined kind of what that looks like for various people on a timeline, you know, the, the very short hold to holding forever. At Lifestyles Unlimited, our model is to hold for three to five years. And I explained why we, we, we're going to capture equity up front. We're going to build that equity in that period of time as appreciation occurs naturally in the market. And as our, our, our rent, residents pay down that mortgage for us, we're going to build up equity. Well, now it's time to cash that out. And we're also going to sell. We've gone in and fixed everything up. Everything's new. Property's in great shape. It's a good time to sell it still. And, uh, and if you hold too long, well, things will start to break down. Okay, so if you do plan to hold forever or, or a longer timeline, just be sure to have some CapEx in there, set aside some reserves for maintenance because you will have that. But if you sell within three to five years, well, you're going you're, you're gonna to exit the property before that happens. You're going to sell before things start to break down. And remember Dell's third rule to investing. You can't get rich slow. If you sit on that thing forever, that is the slow path. You need to tap into that equity and get that turning. You need, to, you need to increase the velocity of that equity, essentially. So what you can do, what we would do is then sell. And as I mentioned earlier, that one of those tax advantages is the 1031 exchange. We have a lot of shows on the 1031 exchange on our website, some articles as well. Go to lifestylesunlimited.com, search boxes at the bottom, type in 1031 exchange, and you'll find some good content uh, to better understand that. But we're going to do that 1031 exchange, defer our taxes on capital gains, and roll that into the next set of single family, perhaps hold for a few years, wash, rinse, and repeat, or maybe get into that multifamily, get onto that multifamily path now. Buy, fix up, maybe refinance in the interim, and then sell and just keep going. That is going to get you to that exit strategy to get out of your job. That's going to build that passive income that you need to get out of that job. Now, where might you be hurting yourself as a buy and hold investor? I mentioned already in the in the course of the show, the uh, I use the term mom and pop, and, and I use that in a sense as a pejorative here because the mom and pops are out there not maintaining, not running this as a as a business. Maybe it's a hobby. You, you need to treat it as a business. 
And, and one way to learn, are you operating well, again, is to go check out lifestylesunlimited.com. In fact, I'm going to throw this out here now. I intended this towards the end of the show, but we do have our Wealth and Passive Income Expo coming up in September. That is Friday and Saturday, September 3rd and 4th of this year. It's here in the Dallas-Fort Worth area at the Irving Convention Center at Las Colinas. That's a great place to go to learn if you're new or experienced, to, to learn about operations. I was just looking at the the... The handout from last year there's a lot of there's a lot of content around leasing and and just general operations for single family investors for multifamily and so on uh, so it's a good place to go to see am i am i operating well and of course not to mention <laughs> five thousand plus investors at last last year's uh, wealth and passive uh, income expo so it's a good place to network and see what how other people are operating as well so you can learn more if you go to wealth and passive income expo.com and uh uh, you can uh, register. There's a there's a promo, $97 off any passer package. Use my name, Andy, all caps, A-N-D-Y. But here's where I find some folks are hurting themselves as buy and hold investors. They're not, they're not, for one thing, they're not doing enough of the the, the renovation or the, the rehab up front or not doing the right renovations. They're cutting corners. Well, that will lead to more maintenance. That's going to hurt you. But the big one, the big one that we're seeing right now, you're not keeping up with market rent. How, how does this hurt you? Two ways. Number one, you're missing out on cash flow. That's part of the game. We want that cash flow. And number two, what if you do have to sell a little bit earlier than your exit strategy defined? And, 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 you're, and, you're, and you're releasing, you go through the lease-up season right now, you're $200 under market, $300 under market. We, we, when we go to remarket our properties, sure, we'll, we'll be just a little bit under market, but not two, $300 or more. You're afraid to take up that rent because you're afraid that resident is going to move. But I'm going to tell you what's going to happen. They're going to look around. I, I did some lease renewals this year, and I took up my rents. And I had a resident say, you know what, I think that's a little too much. I said, okay, that's not a problem. A week later, I'll sign. Let's renew. They're going to look around and realize, you know what, you are just a little bit under market, and this is a good deal, and it's going to cost me a ton to move, to, to pay for another security deposit, to pay that darn non-refundable pet fee again, to, to set up utilities, everything that goes along with that sort of move. So if that's your fear, is that they're going to move out on you. Right now, there's not a lot of options out there. And there aren't a lot of options in terms of what is on the market as well. But you need to keep up with that rent. Here's why. What happens if you need to sell now rather than a year from now? You just locked in a, a lease $300 below market. It's an investment property. There's a, a resident in there. You're not going to sell that to an owner-occupant. If your rentals are below, if your lease is below market, you're going to have difficulty selling that for the market rate to an investor. You're going to take a bath on your sales price. That is a good, good reason right now in the, the lease renewal season to take those rents up. Not You don't have to take them up all the way and above market, but get them very, very close. Now to your renters, do they have an exit strategy? Do they have a plan? Well, you got those eternal renters. They move in and they just stay put forever. <laughs> you know, if you're that mom and pop exit strategy, buy and hold forever, well, that's good for you. But some move in with the goal to build their credit and buy a house. Some are transitory from the first place. They're moving in from out of town. We see a lot of that. And you know they're probably going to be here for a year. And here's an important thing for you when it comes to that exit strategy of your resident. You don't know what it is. You may ask them. At the, at when you're doing the lease, you may ask them that very question. In fact, I have a lot of realtors that volunteer to me. Yeah, they're just moving into town. They're, they're going to buy in a year. So I, I may move that applicant towards the bottom of the, the stack. All things being equal, everyone else, credit, income, everything equal. Well, I'll take that one that may stay put a little longer. 
But here's what I see happen. They do buy that house. And the timing does not match to your lease. And, or maybe they take a job out of town and continue on down the road. You want to have something built into your lease to protect yourself that gives them that exit, but also gives them that exit at a cost. If you're going to leave, if you're going to exit the lease early, we can let you out, but you're on the hook until I find a replacement resident. And there's also a charge. The Texas Association of Realtors lease applies, allows you to check a box that says 100% of one month's rent, essentially. You collect that. That goes to the, the, the brief turn costs, finding that next resident, and they're on the hook for this particular lease until you find that resident, that replacement. So be sure. Take a look at your lease if you have one. Make sure you are covered for that particular exit point. I see that happen from time to time. Takes a new job, moves out of town, or more recently bought a house three months ahead of plan. <laughs> they had an exit strategy. It just didn't line up. So be ready. Make sure that's in your lease. So if you don't have an entrance strategy, like I said, go check out freeworkshoplivestream.com. You've been listening to the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show. I thank you for listening. And remember, it's not the money. It's the lifestyle. You have a good day. Thank you for listening to the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show. Ready for more of the map? Visit lifestylesunlimited.com. Explore our videos and articles. Click on the radio tab to access past show podcasts. View the radio show schedule and listen to our best of radio shows. Want to continue the conversation? Follow Lifestyles Unlimited on Facebook today. Join us next time. And until then, remember, it's not the money, it's the lifestyle. Information and opinions you hear on the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show are those of the hosts, guests, and callers and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of this station, its affiliates, its management, or advertisers. The Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show is for entertainment purposes only. Please consult a professional regarding your personal investment needs. Nothing presented on the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show constitutes an endorsement recommendation, offer, or solicitation to buy or sell any product or security. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.